Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the third and final installment in our series, Becoming the Architect of Your Reality. I've had a lot of fun with this series. I hope you've been enjoying it. And I've really, really enjoyed seeing all of the comments come through and feedback about the series in my DMs or through the anonymous link. That is in the show notes for every episode. It's been really nice to see how this is resonating with you all. And the fact that this is a slightly different way of presenting information that I've already shared in different ways on the podcast, but seeing that it's resonating differently and different kind of feedback is coming through. So that's been really cool to see. And before we get into today, I want to recap the central themes upon which this series is built. So number one, realities exist other than the one you are currently experiencing. And number two, reality responds to who you're being. So as you'll recall last week in part two of the series, we created your blueprint. In other words, defined your desired reality. And then in part three today, we're going to delve into the second theme a little further by exploring your candidacy as the architect to your reality. Now, when I was creating this series, I played around with a few different ways of presenting what I wanted to share in part three. And what I came up with to go along with the theme of becoming the architect of your reality was basically determining in this part your candidacy. Now, what do I mean by that? So last week when you created your blueprint, in other words, defined your desired reality, I would imagine that it's something that you have yet to experience or maybe even is in contrast to something you are currently experiencing. So in other words, it may require you to respond to reality in a new way. And as I mentioned throughout the series, our focus is responding at the internal level, which can be broken down into our actions, feelings and emotions core beliefs, and identity. So in the same way that an architect may be required to use certain skills and play to certain strengths depending on the project, lining up to your desired reality may require looking at this internal landscape to see if it matches up to what we desire. And I like this tiered approach of looking at actions, feelings, core beliefs, identities, because observing each level can give us insight to all other levels. So observing our actions in a specific domain can 
point towards our beliefs in that domain. And the idea here is that we want to take a look at each of these levels relative to our desire and see if they line up. So let me give an example. So let's say your desired experience is a secure, stable relationship with money. Let's say that what you're observing through your actions is that you talk frequently about not having enough money, you overthink and are obsessive about spending, and you avoid looking at your bank account or paying bills. Is this a personal example? I'll let you decide. And then going down to the next level of feelings and emotions, let's say that your feelings towards money are anxiety, stress, doubt, fear, maybe even doom, taking it a level deeper to look at your observed core beliefs about money. Maybe you believe money is scarce and hard to come by, that only certain people can have an easy relationship with money. And that money has to be earned through hard work and struggle. Identity for me is sometimes the hardest thing to kind of get down to is where do I stand in relation to money? And usually I define that through I am statements. So in our example, maybe what that looks like for you is I am bad with money. I am not capable of being in control of my finances. And I will always struggle with money. So if you consider that internal landscape surrounding money, from my perspective, that doesn't necessarily align with the desired experience of having a secure, stable relationship with money. And I mentioned this in part one, which is that if the external experience with money shifts. So let's say you get a raise or maybe a bonus at work. It doesn't necessarily translate to those internal levels in every scenario. And again, the reason I share this is because I've personally lived this experience. And even when money comes in, the core beliefs and overall relationship to money don't necessarily change. The same actions and feelings and core beliefs sort of carry over into my new external circumstance. And then it just becomes a feedback loop where I'm collecting evidence to reinforce my internal disposition towards money and those beliefs continue to further solidify. So the question for this episode that we'll aim to answer then becomes, What internal landscape lines up to my desired reality? And remember that this is an experiment, just like most of what I present in this podcast, so it may require some trial and error. But in my opinion, that's kind of the fun part. I don't have to settle into any rigid beliefs about myself or reality, especially when they're inherited beliefs that I don't deeply aligned to. And of course, I do appreciate that it can take a bit of time to collect proof for the new set of beliefs and, you know, conscious effort when they're contradictory to something we believe to be true for a long time and that has been deeply ingrained. And when I began to explore my internal landscape, especially my beliefs, 
I discovered a lot of narratives that didn't feel like my own. Some part of me has always enjoyed, you know, investigating things that I believe to be true and at the very least questioning them. And then if I feel on some level that, hey, this doesn't seem to be 100% true, trying to find new beliefs or new ways of being. And that curiosity alone is what I would say is largely responsible for the big shifts that have happened in my internal reality, but consequently my external reality. If at one point I didn't question the beliefs I had about money and career that were mainly centered around lack, scarcity, and struggle, I would have never sought to have a different experience in that domain. I would have just accepted that that's the reality, despite how unpleasant and uncomfortable I felt in both of those domains. And realistically, what I came to realize is, you know, who's benefiting if I believe that the things I interact with on a daily basis, so money and my job, who is benefiting if I believe that's supposed to be a struggle? Like a huge struggle. Definitely not me. And coming back to our central theme of realities exist other than the one I am currently experiencing, I've always felt that the same could be said for beliefs. And having that open-mindedness and curiosity has not only allowed me to replace old beliefs with more supportive, expansive ones, but as I've mentioned several times, has translated to experiencing life and reality in a completely new way. All right, so let's play around with this idea a little bit. We have our blueprint from part two, and like I said, now we want to see and confirm whether you're the right architect for the job. We'd usually determine this via a job description, so that's what we'll be doing. We'll be making our own sort of job description and answering the question, which version of me is experiencing my desired reality and describing that candidate. And we want to define this at the following four levels, actions, emotions, beliefs, and finally, identity. And again, since it may be something we have not yet experienced, Sometimes I actually find it helpful to observe someone else who I perceive to be living some aspect of the reality I desire as a means of building out that job description, we'll call it. So because I've used this throughout the series, we'll use money as an example again. Maybe in order to initiate this exercise, I would look at someone else that represents the financial freedom I desire. Because again, it can be hard to just be like, well, which version of me, what does that version of me look like? Well, I don't know because I haven't experienced that reality. So let me look at someone else who I perceive to be experiencing this reality and imagine or ask these questions. So on the actions level, how does this person act or behave when it comes to money? Emotions, what are this person's emotions surrounding money? Core beliefs, what are this person's core beliefs about money? 
and identity. What does this person believe to be true about themselves in relation to money? And like I said, you may or may not have access to this person to actually ask them this series of questions, but sometimes just imagining the answers, I find that can be super helpful. Aside from, you know, trying to align ourselves to a specific reality, I just think this line of questioning is actually really interesting because it reveals just how different each of our internal landscapes can be when it comes to something so basic like money for example and being able to understand that a different life experience could lead to different beliefs about something like money for me I just thought, you know, these ideas are absolutely true about money. But then, number one, having that curiosity. And then number two, actually investigating this and asking people questions about it helped me to prove myself wrong, essentially. And that was when it sort of became a choice of, well, I don't necessarily have past experience to prove that this is 100% true for myself, but I really don't like the belief that I currently have around money. So what if I could move towards this new belief and form a new relationship with money? What I'm saying here is that sometimes I find seeing other ways of interacting with reality and seeing that those are available, that's enough to begin to make that shift within myself. And a personal example of this would be coming into a relationship with my partner, Jamie. And, you know, prior to being with him, I had very solid ideas and beliefs and a firm stance on the right way to manage money, the right way to relate to money, my beliefs were pretty set and a lot of the people that I was interacting with had the same relationship and attitudes, kind of like an echo chamber. And so there was never really anything to challenge the ideas that I had, nor did I have a desire to because again, I just didn't know that anything else existed, funny enough. But it was when I started dating Jamie and had someone close to me that had a completely different relationship and attitude towards money than I did that made me question things a little bit and set me, I would say, on a new path with money. And I would say that I probably already had the desire to create a new relationship with money. And this was just kind of an external experience that helped me to reflect a little bit more on my own beliefs, but it was really interesting to have access to somebody else's, you know, internal landscape in relation to the very same subject, but that internal landscape looking so completely different. And I think this is different from observing like a celebrity or someone that I really can't relate to on any level. So when observing someone that represents your desired reality. I also think it can be helpful to observe and select people that we can relate to on some level. All right, so 
maybe you've got some inspiration from someone else who you perceive to be experiencing your desired reality in some capacity. And you could think of this in sort of architecture terms as job shadowing or observing someone who is working on the type of projects that you want to eventually work on and the amount of insight you'll be able to get just from that observation alone is far greater than simply trying to imagine it perhaps for yourself. So that can be some good inspiration for sure but it doesn't necessarily have to translate exactly to what your own internal landscape is going to look like. So you want to begin to answer the question for yourself, okay, which version of me is experiencing my desired reality? And we want to translate that across all levels of your being. So basically doing the exact same thing that we did in observing someone else, but creating that for yourself, creating that job description for you. And so starting at the identity level this time, what I like to do here is create an identity statement for the version of you living your desired reality. So going back to money, maybe the statement is I am good with money or even I am abundant. Moving to beliefs, identify the beliefs of the version of you living your desired reality And in our money example, it's possible to have a good relationship with money. It's possible to make money in a way that is pleasant or satisfying to me. Money is a positive force in my life, allowing me to have more freedom in choosing how I spend my time and energy. Moving on to the emotions or feelings level. Identify the emotions or feelings associated with your desired reality. So how do you expect it to feel? And one way of defining this is maybe it's contrasting how you currently feel in that domain. So if I feel really anxious about money, how I wish to feel is likely something closer to empowered, relaxed, confident, at ease, maybe even spacious. And then finally, actions. Identify the actions and behaviors that are grounded in this identity, beliefs, and emotions. So What that could look like may be being comfortable spending money on things that I can afford, investing in myself in ways that support my overall well-being, speaking about money to others in a positive or even neutral way. Obviously, that internal landscape is going to be unique. In other words, the job description is going to be different for every candidate. But once you've identified what it looks like, What I like to do is just practice responding to reality from that perspective. So practice kind of playing that part and reinforcing those beliefs and reinforcing those thoughts towards whatever area it is and acting from that perspective. Not in a way that feels really like fake. I feel like it should still feel like it resonates on some level because again, it will be connected to your core values, but it may in the beginning feel a little bit unnatural because it's different. But eventually what I find, especially when it's really something that I'm connected to, it becomes second nature. And some shifts I've felt happen super quickly, especially like just smaller things. But I definitely find that when it means trying to replace a deeply ingrained belief so you know 
for me, money is a good example of this. I definitely consciously went through this process of shifting my relationship to money. And it did take some time because I had really strong beliefs, even though I wouldn't have really said that or been able to identify that. And I had really, really strong emotional reactions to interacting with money in my external environment. And so it did take some time, but I can confirm that I'm in a completely different place now and that's so fun for me and it's so exciting to be able to look back and notice that a specific belief is no longer limiting you or maybe even just not having such a strong impact on how you interact with the world. So here's to that transformation. I'm excited to be on this journey myself. And I'm also excited to hear how this lands with you and how things go for you. And I always have a lot of fun sharing these ideas. Again, I don't pretend or claim to have all the answers or, you know, know everything there is to know about anything really, but it's just fun for me to play and explore new ideas and to be able to share that with you all. So I really hope that you enjoyed this series that does bring us to the end. And of course, if there are more questions and more parts are needed, I would be happy to add them. So don't hesitate to reach out. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here for this series. Of course, you can always revisit it Anytime you're wanting a little reset or a little boost, I do very much feel, I don't know, I feel good about this year and, you know, I hope you do too. So I'd love to hear how everything went, but for now, we'll leave it here. Thanks as always for being here and for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.